Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. Welcome to the latest installment of the Run to Daylight podcast, a Major League Baseball um, edition, despite my football music still needing to be changed out again. Um, I'll be doing a live lineup today and having conversation with my regular partner, who's been a busy little bee, the Motown Mauler. Mauler, how are you doing today? Uh, Like you said, a little tired, just been doing a bunch of different stuff, so... Uh, just trying to catch up with everything, but uh, glad to be able to do this on a Saturday. There's not too many people that do uh, what we do on a Saturday, so I think it's going to be a good listen for everyone. Yep, I'm hoping that's the case. Um, you've been very active uh, both on Twitter and on the radio. Let's start first with your the big news, the big publicity you got this week. You got a tremendous call out by JM to win. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that was all about and uh, how it's kind of gone for you since that's happened? Yeah, we. Um, I kind of laughed at him for playing Adam Jones against uh, John Danks. Jones was uh, one for 33 against him, and even though Danks is a gas can, I truly believe in BVP. So uh, that got it started, and he said, well, why don't we play a head-to-head match? And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's not going to end good for you. So uh, we ended up doing it 30 days, uh, and um, 10 days in, I'm up 8-2, to two, and he goes, I'm going to write an article about uh, our matchup. I'm like, uh, okay. So he writes it, and it was just uh, basically a long article saying what uh, you know his ideas were going in, how they changed, and it kind of gave me a little boost of uh, him realizing that I'm pretty damn good at this. Absolutely. Um, Something I was well aware of even before that. Um, So where does that series sit right now? Well, we're still 8-2. Lucky for him, JM got to go to Las Vegas, so he's there. I don't think we can uh, reconvene our matchup until Tuesday because he's out there having a good time while uh, (laughs) I'm stuck here doing garage sales and uh, making my own lineups. Well, and and to be fair, talking smack on the internet. Oh, always that that will never cease. Um, but see, I'm I've one of those some, people that if, I've seen some pretty good feuds lately. What's your favorite? Um, I don't know. I, I just like giving the guys crap, uh, especially the people that you know get paid to do this, and uh, you know I, I continually smack them every night. So I'm not just talking. Which, to talking be fair, smack. you're you're one of those guys now. Yeah, but but I don't, you know, I only get paid by, by making money by playing. I don't, you know, 
make money through roto grinders or anything like that. So I give these guys a hard time. But the thing, the thing that dif- differentiates me from the other people is when I talk smack, if you challenge me, I back it up and teach you a lesson. That's why I'm the mauler. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's funny because both of us met at that DFS conference that was mentioned by JM to win at in the article. And uh, it was a really strong article for you. And my hope is that, well, both you and I, um, you know, someone ends up deciding to take this show and uh, do something with it on one of those sites. I wouldn't mind being one of those guys, to be honest. But uh, in the meantime, you and I've got a a lot more info to give out to the few people that do listen to us. We appreciate your time, your energy, and your responses and retweets, and we thank you for that. To follow the Mauler on Twitter, I find the easiest way is just to search for at Motown Mauler, and he comes up. It's also at jbach, B-A-C-H, 14, and I'm Todd from Pennsylvania, still fairly new to DFS, Definitely new to baseball. This is my first year really following baseball since uh, 2002, I think it was. So um, the fact that I've already cashed a couple big checks, uh, a second and a third, uh, I'm pretty proud of. Uh, and hopefully the Mauler and I will uh, will be able to cash for the second time in a row. So um, how are you doing with the early slate? Did you play any of the early slate? Yeah, I got one lineup in. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet because I still have uh, a couple guys from Tampa Bay to start. Um, I have Mike Napoli who just started for Cleveland. Um, And I went uh, mediocre-priced hitters so I could play Arietta and Kluber together. And from the goings-on of the early games, no pitchers really stood out. So I think if both those guys can handle their business, I can be ahead of the game as far as the pitching aspect. But I'm going to need some of those uh, lower to medium-priced hitters to to do something to kind of get into the cash. But I, I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I just got another uh, – I've got two really live lineups on um, FanDuel. I've got one um, that both of them pretty much have uh, – Astros in them. I've got Altuve, Correa, Springer in two lineups. I've got Marwin in one of them with um, the White Sox, Quintana, who didn't get the win. Uh, the other one, that one is at 138 right now. At, well, I think it's going to go up. Hold on. Uh, Ortiz just uh, hit a nice, well, that's not my 138 lineup. Okay. My other lineup has Marwin at first base. And I'm waiting for, and I'm hoping he's ending up playing, uh, Conger, Longoria, and Steve Pierce of Tampa. My 121-point lineup um, has <clears throat> uh, Kendall Graveman and Chris Davis still to go. So um, I'm kicking myself a little bit with that one because I originally had Nola starting. And Graveman is just a train wreck. But he's 3.7 owned. If he actually does something, it could be a nice payday over there. Um, So uh, we're going to be doing the MLB 200K Saturday night special, 200,000 guaranteed. Let's see what first place is. 20 grand. So um, got something to chase for. 
and I'm going to let you get started with either question, um, who your pitchers are, or if you are pro course stack tonight or fade course stack for our lineups. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll knock both out for you. Um, with the pitching that's going at Coors, I want to have a few of those guys in my lineup. Um, but saying that the lineup for the Rockies has changed a little bit. Uh, Arenado was moved up to three, Parra was moved up to four, and Carlos Gonzalez was dropped down to five. So that solidified my thought of Blackman over Gonzalez today, just for the simple fact that they're four spots apart now. Blackman's still hitting one. But uh, as far as pitching goes, I like Nola up at the top. And then I really like a couple bottom guys. I like Dylan G and I like Willie Peralta against San Diego. So I think with, you know, my personal lineup, I think I'm going to go with the two bottom guys and just load up on hitters tonight. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll chat and see what we agree on here. But yeah, I like Nola as my number one overall, but I'm really thinking I can get close to the same amount of points. Um, you know, maybe not quite as many, but pretty close to where, uh, the difference in, in money saved would, would help me out. So I really like those lower guys that I mentioned. I heard uh, Gee. Who was the other guy? Uh, Willie Peralta. He's been not so good, <clears throat> giving up a lot of hits, but he was their opening day starter. San Diego is basically a triple-A team on wheels. So, uh, you know, kind of giving that a chance to, to where can fit every top hitter in that you want. Gotcha. Well, um, Nola is by far my number one pitcher. Carlos Martinez is kind of my um, pivot, if uh, you know, because I expect Nola to be pretty heavily owned. I also tend to like uh, Patrick Corbin, and I think that is going to be very contrarian today. And Willie Peralta has uh, been the placeholder in this lineup that we're making. Uh, I had looked at Dylan G earlier, 4.6 going against Atlanta. I think he also is going to be pretty highly owned, uh, but I like that one too. So uh, why don't we start going through some bats? Uh, we agree on pitchers pretty much, um, and we'll just see if we can come back and see how much money we have if we want to stick someone in, but I'd like your thoughts before we move on, on Carlos Gonzalez and Patrick Corbin, the two guys that weren't on your list that I mentioned so that the people listening can get the expert advice of the Mars. Well, I don't have Corbin on my radar for the simple fact that, um, you know, they are playing at Arizona, which we call Coors South. Um, I know it's a home game for him, but you know, it's just really scary there because San Francisco has a veteran offense. Um, Posey really hits left-handed pitching well. Hunter Pence really hits left-handed pitching well. So, you know, I know San Francisco has struggled maybe the last week or so hitting the ball, but they're a veteran team and they're going to snap out of it. And one easy way to snap out of it is playing at Coors South. So, you know, that's why Corbin wasn't on my list. Uh, I don't mind Carlos Martinez. Um, but what I noticed about that matchup is the Angels, even though they're not scoring a ton of runs, they don't strike out much. And, you know, with DraftKings, they're playing the Dodgers. Oh, they're they're playing the Dodgers. The Dodgers. No, no, you're right. Wait, hold on. Let me, yeah, the Dodgers. 
Okay, so I just saw L.A. I thought it was the Angels for some reason. I thought it was an interleague game. Well, the Dodgers, they, they have a, a good amount of left-handed hitting. That's probably why I didn't have them on my list if I noticed they were playing the Dodgers. you got Adrian Gonzalez, Jock Peterson, um, Utley and Seager. They're all left-handed. So you have four of their top five that are left-handed, um, you know, facing a right-hander. So uh, if they get hot – um, you know, the Dodgers are, are scary offense to play against. And they had a little lineup change um, early in the week, too. And ever since that lineup change, they've been putting up a decent amount of runs. They moved Puig uh, out of the three spot down to seven. Uh, he was last night. So, um, you know, you have Utley leading off, Seeger two. That's two lefties. Adrian Gonzalez sitting fourth. Uh, they moved Justin uh, Turner up to three, and then they had Jock Peterson and Yasmani Grando, who you know also hit left-handed against uh, against righties well. And uh, you know that's just kind of why I didn't have him on my list. You know, and also the fact that I wanted to plug in as many top hitters as I could by playing those low-price guys. Yep, absolutely. Um, I've stuck Willie Peralta, who I always want to call Wiley because, um, you know, a huge fan of the old comic strips. Um, but I put Peralta and G in simply because we know we can't go lower than that and be happy. So I've put them in as placeholders, and I will take you through the catcher position. Um, it's funny because one of the, the things that I thought of, you know I'm a pretty big punster, Um on the Daily Roto thread today, I started the thread, and my comment was, want to fade cores? How about Smoke and Millers? Get it? Well, I, I just have such a tough time fading Oh, I'm not cores. saying we should do it. I'm just saying that no, was but, the pun. I was waiting for you to either laugh or puke. All right. So, no, I was, but, I was, I was, look, I was looking at the catchers while you were saying it, and just thinking to myself, how do the Mets, you know, go out yesterday and and basically poop the bed at Coors? And we saw that the other day too, where a lot of people had Coors lined up, and there was just a great pitchers duel. When you play 81 games at home you're not going to score 10 to 15 runs total every night out. So when people complain about, oh, uh, Coors isn't doing this tonight, you got to look at the, the overall, you know, season-long aspect. It's not, like I tell people, it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. They're not going to go out and score 10 to 15 runs every night. There's going to be nights where these pitchers have good games. And, you know, last night it was a little opposite. I expected Harvey to be a little better and the Colorado pitcher to give up some runs. But it was it was quite the opposite. But no, I, I thought uh I thought smoke and mirrors was smoke and Miller's was funny. But um right, good. Um And, and yeah, that was I, my I mean, way of saying that if I was gonna go smoke and Miller's, I would go with Lucroy. Uh Posey is not really on my radar. Uh, Beef Wellington is on my radar against the very hittable Jake Peavy. I think that you could throw in a mini uh, Arizona stack to go with uh, your core's bats. Um, Ken, Kevin Ploiecki um, had a nice night last night. He's up to 3,400, but I think you've got to consider him. And who is catching 
for uh, and Tony Walters uh, at twenty eight hundred dollars to get a Coors Bat. I like him. Who do you like out of that group, or do you have some names we haven't thought of? Well, I love Buster Posey against Corbin. I haven't looked at the BVP yet, but I imagine he probably hits him pretty well, um, as he does most lefties. I like the fact that he hits at the top of the lineup, and they are playing at Arizona. But um, after him, I I have uh, a lot of guys that you have on my list. I like Luke Roy. Um, the guy that San Diego is pitching today has a pitch limit of like 50 to 60 pitches at the most. So, you know, uh, getting into that bullpen, getting into the long relief should probably help those uh, Milwaukee hitters. Um, Beef Wellington was really, really close on my list. I totally agree with you that um, – you know, they should hit PV very well there at home, which is a good hitter's ballpark. And we both know um, how good beef can be. And we both really like beef every time we, uh, we talk about him on the pod. He's just one of our favorite players and one of our favorite nicknames. So those are my few guys that I like. And I totally agree with you. If you're looking to save some money and uh, use it elsewhere, uh, Walter's down there at 2800 is a great play. All right. Why don't we uh, Why don't we keep going and see where we're at? Well, I don't feel the need at this point that anyone jumped out enough to stick them in. Why don't you take over at first base? Yeah, my first guy on the list is Goldschmidt. Um, you mentioned that Beef should hit PV well. Um, I think Goldschmidt should too. Only thing that scares me is he hasn't been hitting you know, the cover off the ball this year, like we're accustomed to, but he's going to break out of that. And, you know, no time like the present, no pitcher like PV. And uh, again, they're at home where uh, the ball flies out of Arizona. So he's my, my first choice. Um, After that, it gets kind of, uh, you know, a little sketchy, but I like uh, Miguel Cabrera at 4,700 against Wright in Baltimore. Um, I like Davis, Chris Davis against Anibal Sanchez at 5,000. But, again, if I'm going to pay that much, I'm going to pay for Goldschmidt. Uh, if you look down and you're trying to find some values, um, you know, you might want to try one of the first basemen from from uh, Texas, either or Fielder or Moreland. Uh, both lefties facing Estrada in uh, what is a great hitter's ballpark in Texas. And uh, I was hoping that uh, I could get another punt play out of Tommy Joseph tonight, but he's not in the Philadelphia lineup. But, in future days, for our listeners, if he stays at $2,000 and stays catcher eligible, um, he's going to be a great punt play that I imagine can help you guys win some money. All right. Well, um, you know, Goldschmidt was top on my list as well. And I am just, you know, raring to put him and Beef together. Um, I, I don't know if Smoke is going to play yet, but uh, at 3400 I like him. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was looking at Roto Grinders. Congrats to them for a lot of the great info they give us for free every day. Um, on the batter versus uh, hitter splits, Prince Fielder and Buster Posey, as well as Brandon Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, Gerardo Parra, uh, Troy Talowitzki, Sano, Dozier, Polanco. Well, he already played. And Puho are all on the bad side of of the uh, of the uh, slate on BVP. They're on the bottom. 
On the top, we have Smoke. Uh, let's see, Pence. Let's see, anyone else that we were talking about? Mm. Mike Napoli, uh, you mentioned. So um, that's the batter versus pit, uh, pitcher. But uh, if you're okay with Goldschmidt and Beef Wellington for now, I'm okay with both of those. Yeah, I think that works out pretty good. That still leaves us an average of $5,216 per position. So while we don't need anyone to really save us money at second base, if we do decide we want to go up for Aaron Nola later, um, Hernandez is seems to be the punt of the day. I've seen that on a few a uh, few things, Cesar Hernandez at 2,900. Um, obviously, Neil Walker against Butler for 4,800. Um, so that is um, interesting. I guess Daniel Murphy, I guess they're playing a doubleheader. Ian Kinsler is another high-priced guy that can be looked at. Uh, who do you like at second base today? Yeah, like um, you were mentioning to the listeners, if they're looking to save money, down there with Cesar Hernandez, I also like Derek Dietrich. Um, he's left-handed and hits right-handers a lot better than he's hit lefties. And um, he had a, a tough lefty faced again last night. So he's also been leading off. So he's a guy I like at 2900 against Tanner Rourke. But uh, since we have so much money to spend, I love Daniel Murphy up top. I mean, how can you not love a guy who's, you know, 40 games into the season and still hitting over 400. Um, yeah. You know, you you would look at Robinson Cano. He's mashing the ball, so he's an option. And like you said, Neil Walker at Coors is an option. And uh, I think Scooter Gannett down at 4,300, he should be hitting in the two spot, I believe, again tonight against uh, the San, Di- San Diego guy that I mentioned who's on a pitch count. Um, and then finally, LeMayu right below him. So all those guys, 4,100 above, um, I have no problem with. I, I even have no problem with Segura or Ordor. Or um, so basically, anybody from the top down to LeMayu, um, you can put their names in a hat and pull it out, and I wouldn't have an issue with them. All right. Well, why don't we do that? <laughs> uh you want to you want to go to the other positions? No. And uh, I, I just want to see I want to see what fate has in store for us. Uh, and I am there's one two three four five six seven guys in Lemayhu. Who am I missing? All right, we got eight guys. They are in a random order. Pick a number one to eight. Uh, lucky number seven. That would be Daniel Murphy. Oh, that's a so, great pick. So we will put him in. He was the one I was leaning towards. We just are going to have too. to follow up to make sure he actually makes it into the lineup due to the fact that um, it, it's the second game of a doubleheader. All right, so on to third base we go, and take it away, Mahler. Well, um, there's one guy and one guy only that I like, and that's for the simple fact that I can play Machado at short. Um, I like Arenado. Uh, I especially like the fact that he moved up to the three-hole today. 
Um, you know, a lot of people wouldn't see the difference in hitting four and hitting three, but uh, being a baseball player my whole life, uh, I've always been told that your three hitter is your best hitter, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, the cleanup spot is your best hitter, but the cleanup spots where, you know, your power comes from. But, you know, my coaches always told you best hitter hits three. And I think Nolan is obviously Colorado's best hitter. Um, and I just think uh, maybe mentally that helps him out a little bit. He has been in a mini slump, but uh, I really like him at third base. And, you know, other than that, I look at Machado, of course. And like I said, we can play him at short and, uh, as you move down from there, there's really nobody that I see near the top that I would use other than those guys. If you're looking to punt, uh, I mean, the best you can hope for is maybe uh, Brett Wallace, uh, Eugenio Suarez, Aaron Hill down there at the 34, 3500 range, or even Jake Lamb at 3,800. Um, but I'm, I'm shooting for the top. And uh, one last guy I'll mention if you're looking to punt is Brandon Drury against PV, he's only 2700 and um you know he's been great the last what two or three weeks we've used him a few times and he's helped us out so looking to save money 2700 for brandon jewelry is a good option but i'm all for orinato tonight yeah i uh i don't have a problem with that i i do like david wright though um logan verrett is a ground ball pitcher pretty much and has pretty good control and that scares me a little bit on Verrett. Let's look at Butler's profile. Yeah, while you're, you're just... looking that up, while you're looking that up, um, Al, Al Zeidenfeld tweeted out something yesterday about guys um, that have the hardest hit percentage in the league so far. And it was very surprising to me that David Wright was at the top of that list. Um, so I think that's uh, – pretty cool that you mentioned him and and knowing that when he does put the ball in play, he hits it very hard. Yep. And uh, I mean, if it was against the lefty, he'd be a no brainer. And I think he'll be a little bit lower owned because it is a righty righty matchup. Um, Let's look um, Eddie Butler. He's also a pretty good ground ball pitcher um, about 50%, 27.5% fly ball. So I really, you know, I can't choose between the two. Um, which one would you rather stick in here? Well, just by going with uh, recency bias, what scares me about David Wright is he's had uh, 10 plate appearances in his last three games and struck out eight of them. So that kind of scares me. Um, so you're saying he's due. Well, uh, you can look at it I'm that joking, way. And the I'm only reason, the only reason I know that is because he's my third baseman in season long. Every night, somehow I'm slowly, slowly catching up to the guy I'm playing against in strikeouts, and I don't see my strikeout guys like Chris Davis and these guys striking out. And I go look, and it's always David Wright. <laughs> All right, so we're on to shortstop, and you mentioned Manny Machado. Um, against Sanchez, that is a pretty good matchup. Um, I'm going to, you know, say that you can pretty much never go wrong there. Um, at shortstop, though, if we're going with um, Arenado, it's very tempting to put Trevor's story in there. They're about the same price. Um, 
you know, uh, if you're going to go a little cheaper and you want my um, Miller stack, uh, Jonathan Villar, uh, I rate very highly. And, you know, normally we wouldn't consider 4.3 for Asdrubal Cabrera, but that is, again, that is another way to go at Coors. So what are your thoughts? Oh, and the other guy who's been just hitting the crap out of the ball for St. Louis, Almides Diaz, he's almost always low owned because he bats ninth, but he's hitting the ball very well as well. So uh, where do you want to go, Mauler? Well, you basically read my mind. I mean, Machado is, is the guy up there that I love. And, uh, you know, right behind him is Story. He's, you know, been hitting great. I think he's at 287 or something with 11 bombs. He's right, you know, close behind him. And you mentioned Villar. I love him. He's back in the leadoff spot tonight um, against uh, a righty and then some people that are going to be long relief. So he's going to probably get some stolen bases if he can get on base. I love him. And you mentioned Diaz. Like Those are the four guys I had on my list with uh, Corey Seager at number five as as shortstop options. But, um, you know, just for the fact that we do have money, I'm good with uh, Machado or Story. I just think uh, you know, Baltimore's offense for Sanchez is is going to be too much. And, uh, you know, he's hitting 350, and, and he uh, is one of those guys, too, that might sneak in a stolen base or two if, uh, if you're lucky. All right, so you're pretty torn between the two of them. Is that correct? Well, I'm not torn, but I know you like, like to try and stack a few guys together. No, um, I, I actually don't have to do that. Um, you know, on a night where the Coors bats are going to be so heavy, um, I don't have a problem with Machado. I think he is the better, uh, the better player overall. And uh, the possibility of it being a little sneaky is not a bad thing. Uh, we could either put Machado in or do the head tails thing. Uh, no, let's go ahead and put Machado in. And then if we need $100 or something, we can uh, reevaluate later on. All right, so we head out to the outfield, and Jonas Cespedes is $5,600. Curtis Granderson, $5,400. Charlie Blackman, $5,100. Cargo, $5,000. I really like Ryan Braun tonight at $4,900. Conforto is $4,800. Para, who does have a bad BVP, is $4,700. Although it can't be many at bats, I mean Verrett's only been in the league a couple years. Uh, let's see, Trumbo down at forty three hundred. I do like Audible Herrera at forty two hundred for those keeping uh, track at home. Nelson Cruz I like a lot at forty one hundred uh, against Jules Chasen, who just got uh, sent across the country. Um, I like Adam Jones at 4,100 if we're going to start putting some uh, guys like that together. And let me look a little lower. Uh, If you're going Brewers, most people won't have Kirk Neuenheis, uh, but I think that's not a bad way to go. Contrarian tonight at 3,500, Jay Bruce. Nomar Mazzara is a guy who is in play pretty much every night for me. 
the best value of the night, Domingo Santana at 3,300. Mauler, what are your thoughts at the position? Uh, I like Cespedes up top um, with Harper and Blackman right behind. Uh, Harper is going to be facing a guy that was just called up from the minors. Um, so I like him. Uh, I love the idea of Ryan Braun. I didn't think about him much until you mentioned him, but again, uh, he's been hot all year. So I do like him. Uh, I like all the guys you mentioned down there at the medium and lower price range. And I'll just throw out one more that I like. I think he's 4,300 and that's uh, Hunter Pence who hits lefties pretty well. And I think uh, you mentioned earlier that he had a good BVP today. So uh, I like him at 4,300. Yeah, that that's pretty good. So I stuck Cespedes in at 5,600. That leaves us 4,950 left if we stick Braun in. And the reason, I again, I like Braun is I think he'll go out of this group a, uh, a little lower owned. And then, you know, you, if we stuck Braun in, we would have money for Cargo, Conforto, Para, um, or if you really feel strongly about Granderson or Blackman, I don't have a problem going there either. And then we'd have to, you know, move Braun out and see what we have left. No, I, I, um, I would rank Braun probably ahead of, uh, Blackman and those guys. So I don't mind that at all. Um, I know Conforto hasn't been hitting the ball off, uh, hitting the ball as well as he did, um, earlier in the season, but, you know, he, he's a good hitter. Um, what do you think about Carlos Gonzalez? Well, I think, uh, uh, again, if we're going to talk contrarian, him being moved down a few spots, you know, he's a guy who might lose a little ownership there. Um, you know, the only other thing I could think of doing is we're $100 short on uh, Bryce Harper or Charlie Blackman. And if, you know, I, although I would, you know, I would hate to take Murphy out and put Harper in, uh, the, you know, the really, you know, Murphy was the guy that we had like seven guys priced right near him. Um, if we took Murphy out at 5,000 and went to, say, just even Neil Walker, we could put in Harper. If we went down to Odor, we could get in Granderson or Blackman. So those are our options. Or, you know, Beef Wellington is 3,700. And at 3,600 is Salvador Perez against the faulty one. Uh, you know, that's really the only guy that I would jump down from a catcher. And that really kind of taps us out. Uh, I like Goldschmidt at first base. Um, so what are your thoughts on the final position? Yeah, I mean, the thing that no, I noticed about Neil Walker yesterday but was that he was one for his last 26. Uh, but he did get a hit yesterday and a walk, so he might be seeing the ball a little better. Um, and he he does hit for power, so I don't, I don't mind moving down from Murphy to him. And like you said, on the second game of a doubleheader, Murphy might even get a day off. You know, he, he's uh, a guy that's been hitting extremely well, top tops in the majors, but they might want to give him a mental day um, instead of playing two games and, and letting them play again tomorrow. So I, I don't mind that at all. But you, like you said, you could also go down from Machado to Story, um, and I think we would get the same result. So, uh, 
I, I hadn't thought of that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If we, if we have Walker. I'm okay with it. Go ahead. If we have Walker, um, we at least have Cespedes to go with him. Um, but if we take out Machado and go up to Braun, then we have uh, Murphy to go with um, Bryce Harper, if we have enough. Let me go make sure. I'm pretty sure we well, do. He, he, here's what I like. If we keep Walker in there, and, you know, Harper doesn't need Murphy, right? He's he's his own guy. Right. And, and that way we don't have to, if they both end up resting, we don't have, like, chaos. And you're trying to fix your lineups. I'm trying to fix mine. Um, let me check real quick to see if we've got a update on the late game. I don't see one on my end yet um, as far as those guys go. But my thought is if we go down to Walker and we stick Harper in and Harper ends up out, then Blackman at the same price is a no-brainer um, to go to. Um, you know, Machado and Story, I kind of look at that as, you know, that's really a toss-up. Um, if we're going to go Blackman, I probably want to stick Story in there instead of Machado anyway. But um, it's really kind of tight. I mean, they're all good plays. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to choose between them. Yeah, the one thing we do know about Harper is if he is playing, we're going to get points no matter what because – if they pitch to him, he's going to get hits, but chances are a few times they won't pitch to him, which gives us walks for points. Um, he's also been stealing quite a few bases, and it gives us a chance at runs scored. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I I say we go Harper, and then, you know, if we need to change because of lineup changes, we can always, you know, get back on the phone and figure that out. All right. So uh, Machado – and Story and Walker does not get us back to – oh, it does get us back to Murphy. So, you know, we could go Murphy, Story, or we could go Walker and Machado. I kind of like uh, Walker uh, Walker and Machado, but – Yeah, I'm like, like I said, I'm good with either. All right. Well, why don't we? Uh, well, uh, what do you have on the pitcher for uh, for uh, Miami tonight? I haven't looked it up yet. Is he right or left-handed? I don't have that. What's his name? Um, I got to go back and look. Uh, I got the DraftKings projections up right now, so let me check that. Or the uh, RG projections up right now, so let me check on that, and that'll help us make a little bit of a decision. His name sure. is Kendry Flores. He's coming up from AAA, making a spot start, and then he's going to go right back down tomorrow, um, trying to get a little uh, bit more. I say we get, we stick with uh, with Murphy, Harper, and Story, and then if um, either Murphy or Harper's out, we can go back to Machado, Walker, and Blackman. Yeah, and I like the fact the guy that they're facing is right-handed, and Harper and Murphy are both good left-handed hitters. So, um, yeah, I like that. So we're going to go down 
from Machado to Story, and then that yep. fits everybody else in. So we're yep. looking at uh, G, Peralta, Big Old Beef Wellington, uh, Goldie, Daniel Murphy, Nolan, Story, Braun, Cespedes, and Harper. Is that what we're looking at? Pat, we are loaded for bats, boy. Oh, man. If our pitchers do what they're supposed to and our hitters perform like they're supposed to, we could be in for a big night. All right. So, um, as the mauler just told you, it's Willie Peralta, Dylan G., Wellington Castillo, Paul Goldschmidt, Daniel Murphy, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, Jonas Cespedes, Brian Braun, and Bryce Harper for the Mauler and I in the MLB 200K Saturday Night Special. Mauler, as always, thanks for sharing your wisdom with not only me, but anyone who happens to listen to the show. If you're listening to the show, please feel free to hit up the Mauler on Twitter at Motown Mauler. Talk some smack at him. He promises to give it back. Um, I, on the other hand, am meek and mild and probably will more just skewer you with sarcasm. And I am at Todd with one D from Pennsylvania. Mauler, thanks again for joining me and looking forward to see how we do tonight. All right, Todd. Thanks for having me again. And uh, let's go take one down tonight. What, what was that? Let's, yeah. Keep I'm it sorry, going. I, We're going to need a lot. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, let's just hope that our our, our inexpensive pitchers don't, uh, you know. All right. So uh, we played the game. Now you guess to listen to Games People Play by the Alan Parsons Project. Mauler, thanks again. Where do we go from here? 